This is KLBPLP Long Beach 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. Hey, hey, let's enter into the Joy Zone with these Indie Creators. Follow. Can you hear me, Kat? I can hear you beautifully. Can you see me? That gorgeous face, of course I can. <laughs> it's really nice to see you. It's fun. Wow, a lot, has, you? Changed, a lot, has, a lot has changed since the last time we spoke, huh? And truthfully, not enough has changed. Wow, <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> You're so cute. See it. That's that's all. That, your little girl just came out when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. The only difference is now we're on a KLBP ninety nine one public radio um, here in Long Beach, so the the profile is a little bit larger for our conversation, which is really really nice to be able. to possibly share it with a lot more people even though the streaming seems to be the most effective way to get the word out um, <laughs> and uh, we're isolated to our our homes and stuff so the, the audio might not be so good and our video we don't have video this time around uh, but uh, the subject matter and the, the weight of what's happening and the importance of what you're always up to Kat is uh, uh, 
inquiring minds want to know. Ah, <laughs> curiosity. You know, curiosity. Some, all of us, all of us have sort sort of been put in our little boxes, quite literally, and left to reflect and think on what's actually happening in the world. And it's really been a profound thing to watch unfold on both sides of the coin. You know, how about you? How's that been going for you? Well, I've been in isolation since March 11th and oh, wow. covering from COVID. And thank you, Suzanne, for doing your part in making sure that I breathe better. So I'm grateful for that. <laughs> You're but, welcome. Um, wow, yeah. you got it. You actually got, you actually know that you got it. And you got tested, huh? Yeah. I didn't get tested. And I can tell that story when we talk. Uh, on the show, it's kind of interesting and kind of indicative of how probably many others have experienced it. Yeah. Well, you're on the show. Here we go. Oh. We've, we've oh, been, right. All right. Well, let's okay. jump in. <laughs> okay. Organically. I'm trying to make right. us have a background here because I'm loving uh, your visual background and like, oh, we have. Thomas has a background. I'm like, there's nothing to look at back here. <laughs> it's you at the forefront, Suzanne. You're beautiful. You're taking up the frame. I need all this background noise just to get people's attention off my furry face. <laughs> and my squinty eyes. Like I can't be able to open my eyes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're like hilarious. Wow, all right, so, so let's dive in. So We go. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 I mean, that's it. I mean, you, you got it and you've been recovering from it. You have the insight of what this thing feels like and what it tastes like and, and the, either the attention you've gotten or the attention you didn't get, you have all mm -hmm. of that wonderful insight and uh, mm -hmm. you, can just, you can go right there if you got anything to say. Well, yeah. Um, it's been really interesting. It's been like riding a wave. And it will, the symptoms themselves of the coronavirus leading to COVID-19 are, for me, were ever changing. It would go from an intense headache to not being able to swallow with a sore throat to being chilled and shaking to sweating. And every time I would take my fever, it would show that I had a below normal fever. So wow. it just shift and, and change always and sleeping. Oh my gosh. I normally get four, maybe six hours a day. I was sleeping. I was maybe up that amount of time and oh in, bed, in bed the whole time. It just completely zapped my energy and foggy really like not very alert mentally so um because of this i put together this survey for rotarians in hawaii because um, i have a virtual rotary club called we rotary and um so we're just getting that together to send out on the website hawaii towards zero there are 1,652 Rotarians in Hawaii. And it seemed to me that this might be one small thing I could do to try to help identify what was happening. Hawaii is the district in which our Rotary Club is organized. So 
hopefully we'll be able to analyze those that data and discover any patterns and ways that we can help. So could you just go into a little bit more for our audience what, what a Rotarian is? I mean, I've never heard oh, that sure. term before. Oh, yeah. Like, wow. the, ro the, the Rotary Club. Yeah. You've probably heard Rotary Club, no? Oh. I, I totally, I'm totally, like, totally in the dark. Oh, I am so excited to share this with you, Thomas yes. and Suzanne. So, there are about 35,000 clubs throughout the world containing 1.2 million community service leaders. These are pe people in business and all different kinds of business, doctors, lawyers, business owners, teachers, parents, students, who are all committed to taking care of the world, peacemaking, improving lives for women and girls, sanitation, health. Where do we sign up? <laughs> we want you, dude. Where do you sign up? <laughs> um, so I think in California, there probably are several hundred uh, right. rotary clubs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you for that. I didn't even know. Yeah, of course. So um, our big thing is has been uh, solving for polio. And we were so close. Now the Gates Foundation, which has given billions of dollars to Rotary to help solve that problem glo globally, has turned their foundation monies uh, from polio towards solving COVID. So this is oh, just interesting. Really, yeah, this <clears throat> is for the whole world to sit up and figure out what we can do together to solve this. Right. Where being, um, where did they see the highest? Because I thought polio was pretty much eradicated. Is it? It was, it was except for two countries. As I okay. say, we were so close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the way uh, it works is that you have to continuously vaccinate until oh, you reach zero cases. And um, because we haven't reached that, probably in a couple of years, hopefully if COVID goes well, um, and we return back to solving for polio, we'll probably discover that we will have to backtrack quite a bit. Okay, wow. interesting. What countries are, have the polio still? Gosh, I want to say maybe Afghanistan and Pakistan, perhaps. Okay, um, interesting. Places. Yeah. Who knew you learned something new every day? Right? It's a good well, thing. Rotary is a very good thing. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a really powerful, powerful group of people. And so when they, when they went from that and everything into COVID-19, what does that look like? What kind of an effort is that? So Gates Foundation, Bill Gates, was a principal funder. And so I'm sure that they will be looking at epidemiology, vaccinations, community spread. He's um, quite well versed on understanding global public health. In fact, I think I noticed that there might be something on CNN with him perhaps this evening about COVID-19. I would recommend it. Well, he's, he's, he's yeah, he's definitely been he's definitely been at the front and center of of, of a lot of this, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and and some of it's pretty controversial and kind of weird, but uh, <laughs> we know that he's been right. It's weird. 
Well, <laughs> it's weird all the stuff you hear and see and the stuff that pops up and yeah, it's like it's like uh, it's either he's a uh, Jesus Christ or he's the he's he's the Antichrist. I mean, they can't decide where to put the guy, and uh, I can't help but think that he's uh, always doing the best that he can to do whatever he can, and and that's well, he's just, probably somewhere in the middle. <laughs> like somewhere as in the middle, are, aren't we all? <laughs> as as are we all? Yeah. Anyone who stands up as a leader and says, let's try this, they will always have their supporters and their detractors. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. This is the moment called for for bold, courageous, inclusive, communal, collaborative solution. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's really well said. That 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 that, that deserves a darn <laughs> bell. You got that bell going I on? I have the bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Can you repeat that? Just for just to hear it. My, bold, my ears courageous, <sighs> collaborative. Collaborative, inclusive, communal solutions. Wow, I think there's like a catchphrase. That's a website. That's a freaking meme. That's a that that's a good one. Write that down because that had, that had a nice. Hey. Oh, very hey. good. Where yeah, is ask, that from? Ask me about indigenous principles of just transition. Could you tell us about indigenous principles of just transition? <laughs> I am so glad you asked. You're like. Here's my our, our cue cards. <laughs> so I, while I have been in seclusion for, let's see, March 11th to April 28th, what is that, 14? Tell me how many days. It's seven weeks, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> you kind of got that Tom Six, Hanks seven look weeks. about you. You got, you got that. What, what's, the, what's the name of the movie? Where's, who's Wilson? For, who's your Wilson Tom? over there? Who's your Wilson? Tom? Tom Hanks with the castaway. Castaway. <laughs> and did you know that Tom and his wife also had COVID-19 in Australia? Yeah. 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 So I think they're um, out now. I think she yeah. gave I think she gave reports on her, her, her <clears throat> Coloquin experience and said it was just horrific. Yeah. Um that is I, I really think people should be very careful about who they listen to for remedies, for um, ways of improving your immune system, for ways of responding to this illness. I've been hyper aware that even after some people have been healed from what it seems is COVID-19, there have actually been reports of strokes and heart attacks. Oh yeah, and in, that in kind of, yeah, yeah. The, and that kind of, 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 um, Medicine is very, very strong and powerful. So please yeah. ask your doctor. Don't just jump in because a political person says it's well, a good well, idea. Well, just because, right. I, just, because I, just because I love you, I'm just going to tell you to take your vitamin D3s and your vitamin Cs <laughs> and drink a lot of chicken soup. Yep, yeah, yep, she, yep. Has, she has I'm a lot like, of oils. And get You're some. vegetarian? You're vegan or vegetarian? Well, do you, you vegetables... 
yeah, vegetable soup's good with a lot of green leafies. Yeah, so that's one thing. My body was really clear what it needed. Vegetables, uh, fruits, juices with natural vitamins, um, no carbs, no sugars. It was very specific with what it wanted. Yeah, that's good. Good job listening. So your book, Indigenous. Oh, yeah. So uh, I I was in a board meeting for Wild Foundation earlier today, and that's um, uh, International Wilderness Conservation, our 11th World Wilderness Congress, which was supposed to be in India, Jaipur, India, uh, the last week in March was canceled because of COVID. Um, but we're lucky to have Ilarian Merculiev as one of our trustees. And as we were talking through next steps and what is a time frame, I, I was really moved by how clear and specific he was with how we next need to live our lives. And just to summarize a few things, um, it's time for women and girls to step up, to birth a new way of being on the planet, to write our relations with all our relations, mm. and particularly animals. Uh, you might know that this was a zoonotic ex- uh, event. That means that a virus skipped from one species to a human. And um, quite likely at a wet market in Wuhan, China. They will still have to do the exploration of that. But uh, the very first congressional briefing that was done by internet had 25 Congress people on it. And the discussion was about the cause of COVID-19. And I can report to you that from that, those Congress people left understanding that we need to stop the poaching, stop the wildlife trade. We need to stop encroaching the wilderness areas where wild animals live. So I anticipate that will have an impact in Asian countries that use wild animal parts as part of their medicines. And I'm hoping that it will decrease the amount of wildlife that we're killing in uh, the Amazon and Africa. So there are some very good things that are coming out. Yeah. Do they talk about with the wet markets? Because that happens a lot through Asia. It's not just exclusive to China. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as like food supply, because, you know, they might be eating crickets because there's no food. It's kind of like if we were stuck in the forest and we didn't have something to eat, we start to look for other things. So right. did they, do they have a plan as far as like, is that the issue or is it just they like the food? Like they like, you know, bats or frog legs or I don't know what, what's all in there, but eels or snakes. I don't know what the calculation <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, a poor cat, like to find the the raw foods diet from a Chinaman's <laughs> perspective. You well, just I'm just curious that. if the call. I mean, I mean, she does look hungry, and she could eat her own arm at this point. She's been locked up for two months. <laughs> she'd, she'd probably eat the paint off of her wall right now. I mean, good Lord. 
No, but I mean, I was listen, curious if they you know, you know what's, cool, what's cool about having Kat is she has so many <laughs> inputs from global sources, and you're like this wealth of accumulative, uh, like, like you have a mind full of all sorts of different influences so much diversity you get to come in contact with so many voices you get to hear and that's and that's something we all don't i certainly don't have that sort of access like you have you have access to our global leaders and you're continually researching and trying to trying to find the, the best things for us as humans so that we can coexist and it because and and and, and that's really beautiful so from your perspective if you had a one, two, three for the world, because this is a global pandemic, this is a global problem that we're facing, and we probably are, this probably won't be the last, given the fact that there's over 30 types of COVID uh, viruses out there, and four of them uh, are deadly or are problematic. This is not going to be the last time that we're faced with this as a, as a, as a globe. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. As a, as a, uh, so what, what, it, what would be a one, two, three to, from your perspective and from all your input to get us on back on track? Hold on tight, don't let go of me Love is all there is, love is all we need Darling, don't be scared, I can feel your pain Even heroes fall, even heroes fail You're always running like the world is on can you see me coming? Put us down to the um, Let me just give you a little history before I answer that question. In 1918, at the Spanish flu, there were four waves of the flu. It started in January of 1918. It was in the third wave where most Americans died. I think the number was close to 675,000, something like that. And that didn't happen until Jan until 1920. So um, being in this pandemic pause in a time of quiet and still being connecting and and isolated, but yet connecting with so many different uh, perspectives, it's it feels to me like we have to be uh, staying at our center. Do you know what I mean? Instead of running Say that out again? And, Say that one more time. Um, operating, li living from our center. Living from, from our, our center. Maybe Suzanne, yeah. you can shine a little light on that. What's she trying to say, living from the center? <laughs> In the eye of the storm, baby. Right, exactly. <laughs> so so yeah. you're, you're talking about from the universal perspective of non-duality, a creative perspective, or living in balance or harmony with our environment, living in the presence. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about when you say center? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it, could, it could include all of those. So um, this is a time of great chaos and disruption. And so 
when we know our own truth, our own peace, our own <clears throat> peace in the drama, then it's it makes it easier for us to see the lessons, for us to go beyond the drama and have a longer view of what what this means for us. Oh so, my God, you gotta ring the bell. <laughs> you gotta ring the bell. Wow. Well, just, that, I was thinking. That's step one, and that's such a beautiful step. And yeah, and, and Kat, awesome. you did that while you were sick. You listened to your body, you stayed in your center. You, you I always tell people with eating to listen to what they need because the nature and ourselves will respond. It naturally pulls us to the things we need if we listen. You know, so, and so eat so the that's clean step diet. One. That's not one. We go step, one. step two. This is exciting. in your center. <laughs> yeah, stay in your center. Um, and then we need to write our relations in Earth. So, as I mentioned before, this has happened because we have been abusing animals. We have, if you've seen any pictures of these wet markets, it's really horrific. The way. Um, hundreds of animals and thousands of shark fins and it, it's just a tragedy and it's not how um, earth has her children who are animals and she has her children who are humans and it's not for us to be abusing animals i've noticed two things in colorado here um, the places where the greatest outbreaks are are at meat packing plants. And this mm. is true throughout the country. And the, the other wonderful thing is that animal shelters for abused and abandoned animals are emptying out. They literally don't have any more animals to oh, give wow. out. Yeah, chill. Yeah, so it's a beautiful <laughs> thing. So um, I would say the second thing would be to write our relations, all our write, relations. Write our, so write our like relations. Like make, make our relations right mm -hmm. well, well, look, with well, all our she's relations. Talking about, she's talking about like our perspective or our relationship to the rest of the world. Like, yeah. our, like a, an empathetic or uh, at least a compassionate perspective of those things that we use to survive, I think will give us a better way to make a good choice. In, mm -hmm. in what we can do as opposed mm -hmm. right. to being blind to what we're not doing that could be shifted if we saw things with a better perspective to them so those mm -hmm. relationships so that's good yeah. so we got you got the you got you got to get the get the self right and now we got our perspective and our relationships to the environment we're squaring up those and now we have step three step three wow Oh gosh, you just love challenging me, Thomas. <laughs> no, well, while you're, you're so thinking of that, Kat, you're, what, you're, what I'd like to add on to making things right from an indigenous standpoint, I had a conversation with a client the other day, um, and you know, a, a tribe, like in a tribal situation, they will give way to animals as part of food. And the way they farm is very sacred. So it's not industrialized farming. So in that comment of making things right, it's kind of how we commune on every aspect of our surroundings on a day-to-day -day basis on, in the Zen or the Tao. It's the same thing. You commune with your environment in a way that you keep that harmony there. 
Mm -hmm. um, so from our microcosm out to the outer world, uh, if that can be an extension, their the harmony will naturally follow, follow if everyone's conscientious and aware. It doesn't take too much time to start to realize that, you know. Well, this is, but those are huge steps and they're, they're universal steps. So what she's laying out is something that is doable and it's putting the responsibility where it belongs on us, not on some federal yeah. agent or some yeah. some <laughs> elected official that has his head way up his butt. This gives <laughs> us a gives gives us something personal that we can do. Now you got now you got step three. Okay, step three. <laughs> um, well, I guess I would say um, notice that we are living in an emergency. Can you see me coming? Put us down to the us have been so moved by the at the time 16 year old Greta Thunberg standing before so many large decision-making bodies saying our house is on fire and she continued to say it and the decision makers were just moving at the same pace the house is on fire You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. There are dozens of indicators in Alaska. Alaska is on fire. Australia was on fire. The Amazon was on fire. When the house is on fire, you move quickly. You grab your go bag, you grab your loved ones, and you get out of the house. The only problem is there's no place to go. We are all in Earth. So we have to figure out how to live in Earth so that the house is not on fire. Wow, great. So give you know what that third step is enormous. We gotta get the bell. So those are, I, don't think ever had, I don't think you've ever had three strikes in a row on the show ever. Wow. I'm that was three strikes in a row because not only that, the culmination and how the, the synchronicity of your suggestions work so beautifully and seamlessly together. And with that sense of urgency, uh, it shines a light back on ourselves to figure out who we are in relation to the world. And then what, and then the action call to action is what we can do in relation to the world with our fresh pair of eyes, which allows us to make better choices. So without that urgency, 
yeah, we're just going to sit on the couch and eat another Frito and uh, yeah. watch another Netflix movie and, uh, and, and wait for this thing to come to an end. But I haven't watched this, one movie. <laughs> this, I haven't either. But with this call to action, it, it, it causes, it makes us, makes us take a better look and, and to, to light that fire under our butts and to, uh, and, and to do it. So there you go. You got, you got Cat Haber's three steps <laughs> to global enlightenment. But here's and, the thing, it, you know, we're in an emergency. Here's the good news. We can emerge from the emergency as an evolved yep. species that is loved and respected by each other and all the rest of the relations in our planet. Yeah. Yeah, I think well, I think and I and I do believe on our best we're, we're we're actually achieving that because of our heightened levels of communication and our ability to watch each other uh go through these steps. I I, I think that's that's really actually happening as we speak, right? Look at what yeah. we have. What all the things we have to be grateful for that this is happening right now in this moment. We are living a historical moment. We have electricity we have the internet we belong with each other we are educated almost 86 percent of the people on the planet can read and write this is amazing moment to absolutely and reimagine <clears throat> life in earth fantastic yeah uh, and I yeah, so so these so your steps are actually attainable because there's no excuse for us because there's there's tons of, tons of great teachers that have gone before and ones that are emerging to help us grab hold of that universal aspect of ourselves that has the ability to see clearly. And, and we can jump past our anger and our fear mongering and get and see what really needs to be done. Uh, care mongering. Thomas, care mongering. <laughs> care mongering. <laughs> I would love that. I would love if all the news channels said, we're going to care for you tonight. <laughs> yeah. We're going to tell you how many people have recovered, what you could do to be well. <laughs> so her three steps are called <laughs> care mongers. Care mongering <laughs> by Pat Haver. <laughs> the three steps well, in, care Interesting enough, Kat, is usually people, maybe you could share a time in your life other than this moment, this historic moment, where you've come out of a 911 situation or an emergency situation and you have greater perspective on how you want to re-enter the world. And I always say you're like in ICU or the emergency room and you come back out into the world and it looks a little different. Well, well, um, well look, where she, look where she is. She's, she's going to have that in front of her. What are you going to do next? You're going to go to Disneyland? No. <laughs> And I wonder if Disneyland will actually be the same. I mean, think about it. So many things have a chance to change. Streets in Barcelona, 500 blocks of them are being redesigned right now for no cars. Imagine. Really? No traffic wow. jams. Imagine walking in cities like outdoor cafes and people just strolling. Wouldn't that be a better life in cities? Yeah. What other things can we think of? I think for me right now, that's what I want to do is spend my energy and time 
on imagining that new world. Because truthfully, five to 10 years, that's it. We're yeah. not talking 2040 or 2050. We're lucky if we get 2030. So right. ramp it up, take right action, and be loving. Oh, wow. oh, wow! So, so that's so. So you're so so your step out of here. Your step out of your place when you get out of this space, your space where you are. You're going <laughs> when to, you're locked down. You're going to help us <laughs> re reimagine re the country that we live in because a lot of the places that you're talking about, Europeans have always valued that walk time and that mm -hmm. and those walking spaces without automobiles, uh, simply because the. A lot of times, like in Switzerland, the roads are, are a lot of really narrow, too narrow for even two cars to go down. So uh, they have those natural walking places where people can cohabitate and 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 connect with each other. Uh, whereas here yeah. in the United States, uh, they're these big cities are unless you're in a mall or something or. Okay, I just wrote a two thousand word essay on reimagining malls to become mini villages for the homeless, for NGOs, for charities, for people yeah. to convene and express art and music. All wow, of these beautiful. things are possible. Um, Absolutely. Have you noticed more animals now that we are pausing and quieting down and slowing down during the pandemic? Oh, there's yeah. so many beautiful things you notice, right? I noticed, yeah. I watched uh, a fighting family uh, uh, after a couple of weeks of fighting, the third, fourth, fifth week, they stopped fighting. They started talking to each other. You could see mm -hmm. them uh, doing things in the front yard, playing ball, uh, you know, go, uh, going for a walk together, uh, couples having more civilized conversations. But those first couple of weeks, boy. <laughs> yeah, they were, were, they were in the eye of the storm. It's like, but after it's like three weeks, all of a sudden there was like this, uh, this uh, communal acceptance, with the exception of my brothers and sisters in Huntington Beach, whom I love and admire, uh, who, who, <laughs> who value their value their constitutional rights above all else. Uh, and wow. I always get behind that. But the the point is, is that. Uh, as you say, there's these little nuances, this old school, maybe 1970s existence mm -hmm. where people are sitting on their patios and, you know, having little, you know, mm -hmm. sitting in their front yards and playing with their dogs, you know, just hanging out on the corner. Yeah. Like, we didn't yeah. always have all these places to go to. There wasn't even coffee houses till like the mid 80s, 90s in the United States, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But people would hang out on the corner. They'd hang out at 7-Eleven. They'd hang out at the... Uh, the gas stations they'd hang out like uh and the beach was you know oh you know the classic place to always hang out if you're in california but uh people are hanging out looking yeah. to say hello yeah it's <laughs> it's really a beautiful time what now is possible in the face of all of this fear is to really have brave hearts and love ourselves and each other at a level we couldn't even imagine before. Hero, hero. Hero, hero. Hero, hero. I wanna be a hero, hero. Oh, the hero comes, I can hear the drums and a horse is drawn to the kingdom come through the pain. Hearts ignite
Well, you, you can really feel it because people from are wanting to connect. From a six foot difference. Yeah, they're wanting to connect. Distance. <laughs> Just love each other and be with each other from six feet apart. Just like the movie, Six Feet Apart. <clears throat> Now, this is not to say that everything is Pollyannish and bright and shiny. There are a lot of dark corridors that we must walk down. There's massive um, geopolitical uh, positioning happening. There's incredible myths and disinformation happening on the Internet and on broadcast channels. There is domestic abuse of women in households where men are freaked out that they don't know where their next dollar is going to come from. Um, there is Zoom bombing. Uh, uh, Zoom is the online uh, platform that so many people have moved their in-person meetings to. I was on a call with 25 uh, TEDx organizers from around the world the other day and actual it was horrific. The pornography of, oh, wow. of kitty porn was traumatic for the women. Oh my gosh, Buster has his heart. So uh, yeah, we had a, we were online with a with a Saul David Ray, a brilliant guru yoga teacher, and he he got bombed with uh, mm -hmm. Nazi propaganda in the middle of one of his classes. Yeah. Uh, so that we're on Zoom right now, we could get bombed. Yeah, we're probably not big enough. <laughs> probably not big enough. So that's another thing is to, you know, operating from your center, know where your secure area is and what yeah. you need to um, keep that intact. So that, take right one, action. Step yeah, one. take right action. Um, immediately we called the FBI and they are investigating it and we have a lawyer on it. So right action nice. it's no longer good enough to have an experience to mentally have uh an understanding and awareness about it now is the moment we are yeah. called to action you are listening to the indie creators in the joy zone on klbp long beach public radio on 99.1 fm and online at klbp.org this is your hosts suzanne toro and thomas artivani absolutely and so you know even those char those charged moments uh, create heat, sometimes anger, but that anger leads us into action. And it's so important to finally, for people, I think that's, you know, finally take action, you know, and if they can be objective and clear and willing to examine it, the situation, you know, usually mm -hmm. can get to the bottom of it for sure. Well, well it's good. So. I mean, and with that, with that attitude, I think there's also so many different groups, so many different support groups, support groups for everything, support groups for the you know the the green tree frog in Wyoming that might disappear or and the and the uh, uh, there's a you know support groups for anything you can possibly think of. So if somebody does actively commit a crime, a social one, I mean these little devices we have, you've got a thousand people behind you somewhere that we're going to help you out, help you understand that, help you deal yeah. with. You're either rational or irrational 
sense of what just happened. And, and the, the clarity can happen that much quicker. There's no need for anybody to hold on to anything for 10 years or 20 years or 30 years. If somebody's out of line, 5,000 people can know within a minute if somebody's out of line. So the, the speed of communication in terms of addressing issues is just astronomical these days. Mm -hmm. Both for the positive and for the negative. That's why it's really important to understand who you trust, uh, where are your sources of information? Um, because something disinformation can get out there and move so much faster than fact checkers can call BS on it. Yeah, yeah. well, even yeah. even that, I mean, I found from my own investigative reporting that you can't even like trust fact checkers sometimes. <laughs> it's like you have to get, you know, you're fortunate, Kat, you can get on the ground and talk to people here or there but i you know it's it's gonna it'll be interesting how this all sifts down because i think there will be more of a demand from the consumer to want you know a clear broad objective amount of information reported because it's pretty clear when you watch things across the board that everyone's like creating their own little narrative if you will mm -hmm. or focus and mm -hmm. how we decipher that all down will be there was a there's a cool thing i posted i forget the company's name but they're Actually, I'll have to send it for, to you guys for TEDx Vail. Uh, it's a tool for schools to engage thoughtful debate um, in the classroom. Mm -hmm. So in, their, their whole goal is to create critical thinking, but not just from one point perspective, from all perspectives. So love it's, that. It's a, I signed up, but I don't have a class. But I, like, I, wanna, <laughs> I was trying to get on a subject or something. I just love the idea that they're creating that tool for school environment. And it helps the teachers because... We all have our own biases, no matter what. So it's hard sometimes to navigate that, you know, from the center, as you said. <laughs> yeah. How are, how, Kat, Kat, how are you seeing the uh, the business and the unemployment, uh, oh, yeah. the, the businesses that are going under and the unemployment where, where they say if there's 20% unemployment, that's 35 million people out of work. The, yeah. How do you, how do you, what's the inner, what's the, what's the scoop about people getting back to work and us rebuilding, uh, are getting those 35 million people back to work. I wish that I could declare confidently that I feel that the trillions of dollars that have been released of our taxpayer dollars that have gone out to support everyone in this moment of tragedy and uncertainty uh, was being invested wisely. Um, but as I watch the Saudi-Russian price war happen, I really feel that there's a lot of ego still that is directing our value chains. And I'm not sure that uh, people who have been inside and are continuing to monitor their own immunity to this virus, if they are going to continue to consume as they had before. Right. I know I will not be a consumer. I, I will be uh, living life from a different perspective for sure. So what are the industries that that affects? Um, retail, Neiman Marcus uh, was supposed to just file for bankruptcy. Um, airlines are down 80-90%. Um, we have flights coming here into Eagle County, one flight a day with two people on the plane. Um, Colorado wow. is just opening up, uh, but who, 
I, I without knowing if I am contagious to anyone else, the responsible thing is not to put myself in contact with other people until right. that immunity is understood. Well, it was so, so uh, you didn't really address that issue. 35 million <laughs> people, 35 million people out of work, Americans yeah. out of work, small businesses folding like big businesses folding like you just mm -hmm. just suggested. Uh, there's egos at play in terms of people uh, on, on a global scale still playing around with people's lives is what, what you're suggesting there. But I'm talking about Americans now. So, yeah. so we're, we're, we seem to be, we're 35 million people out of work. What's the, but what's the plan to get people back to work that you, that you foresee? Well, it's nice. I, to, it's nice to sing Kumbaya for so long, yeah, but then right. people are going to get hungry. And, and yeah. uh, we know the last great depression, 7 million yeah. people starved. And that was when we had 134 million people in the country. Uh, 84% of the people were out of work. Uh, it was a really super, super dark time. Uh, yeah. uh, and it looks like coming out the backside of this particular situation, we have the potential of that. We have the, we have the uh, fuel industries getting ready to collapse. We have banking looking to collapse. We have real estate, 2.9 million. Uh, people couldn't pay their mortgage last, this, this, this coming month. And last month, I guess those numbers are just going up. So that's well over a trillion dollars not being able to be paid out. Banks, banks are, uh, banks are looking like they were looking in 2008. Uh, you have all these uh, major, major things starting to implode. Yeah. Uh, is there any foresight into how to manage that? Well, and, and I think you laid out your one. Two, he didn't know that you could. I think you you laid out your one two three beautifully yeah, and it yeah. addresses yeah. that. I think right. it really does because perspective from the individual needs to retrain himself now or look out into a world uh, like any artist has to into a world of uncertainty and find opportunity. Uh, but that's still a tremendous culture shock for a lot of people. That. Uh, uh, okay, you're going to stay inside so you don't spread something that possibly 25% of the population already has. Right. You've got to start feeding yourself, taking care of your family, taking care of those that you took care of in terms of your business. I mean, do you see the, where's the bright side? Of, is there a light at the end of that tunnel or is it as dark as I just put it? Well, of well, course, none of us know the answer to that. I think that's why I think so there's many... something bright on the side of that. Okay. With all the, because my favorite, my favorite part of construction is the demolition. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so within the demolition, we're in the demolition right now. Some of it's going to be rebuilt and renovated, and then some's just going to go to rubble. But that's exciting because there's new, new things, new structures to be built. Uh, and I don't think we can fear that. I mean, you hear those numbers and it makes someone want to like run out and scream. Um, but, or you could say all that energy gets to be reallocated to something else. And that's exciting, you know, that's really exciting. This, this is a singular moment. And it's interesting to me that so many authoritarian leaders are in charge of powerful <laughs> nations at this moment. Because this is a critical time where we can reimagine, we can rethink the future. We don't have to be fossil fuel slaves any longer. 
we could release ourselves to different types of energy systems. Um, we don't have to depend on big uh, consolidated uh, global banking systems. We could downsize, slow up the velocity of money and use community banking where you know the banker and he knows that you're going to work hard. And um, so the opportunity for us is in making fresh choices and taking this moment to rethink a future that is better for all. Right now, we have a very small number who are benefiting greatly from capitalism. How can we reimagine where there is greater ownership, greater sharing? We're going to have to be daring and we're going to have to care in a much broader way than just ourselves. Huh. Absolutely. So, so it sounds like almost a more uh, conservative because as, as we need each other, we start to return to the family unit because there's protection in that. And if there's seven or eight people living in a house because you have to, uh, then we're, we're actually uh, reinstilling more conservative values of family and the importance of friends. And uh, uh, it becomes a little bit more tribal from that perspective, right? If we're sort of all pulling everything into just to survive long enough to see how we can redefine ourselves. It seems... Uh, Seems like a really interesting, interesting situation <laughs> there. But 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 to address your other issue, other forms of uh, energy have always been becoming more front and center as technology increases. Than these uh, other alternative forms of uh, keeping keeping th keeping the lights on, the computers going are coming into vogue. Like I just you know I'm looking at Tesla's. Uh, uh, enormous batteries that you fit inside of a wall and you can buy mm -hmm. a huge battery that fuel that, that uh, keeps the lights on for 2,900 bucks. Mm -hmm. Two of those huge batteries can, you know, be charged up by the solar and you've got these batteries now instilled inside of your walls that actually keep the lights up. Yeah. You know? And so every day somebody's cut is, is making better use of our energy because there's less waste happening because of the ability to re-engineer uh, and rebuild an infrastructure that's really antiquated at this point. Uh, yeah. And uh, and so those things are actually, actually like Tesla, his, his stock went up 14% last yeah. month. Why? Yeah. Because he's positioned himself better than any other car maker in terms of the electric car market. And so, yet he's not going to open up his American factory right now. So oh. <laughs> it's a very confusing time. At this moment, it feels like just at the point where we think we know where we're going, guess what? It's a new destination. Yeah. So um, It feels a little bit like an, I don't know if you ever saw the Austin Powers movie with Mike Myers. Oh, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> when Dr. Evil comes back and he's like, I'm going to... <laughs> have uh hold this situation hostage for one million dollars it feels a little bit like that like we have these old you know <laughs> paradigms going on you know dictatorships and, yeah. and and all the people are like but wait a second it's like 2020 like what's going on yeah. so but, but it's cool because things are gonna like coalesce i i feel like you know enough people are looking at some of the some of the stuff going what are you doing like what are you doing and then it shifts, you know, especially well, in, in a leadership role. 
I'll never, I'll never, I'll never underestimate the power of American ingenuity and the ability to adapt to changing conditions. And whenever the chips are down, this country rises up. Its people, at its core, have, have always had a great heart. And uh, just when you want to count us out, uh, people are doing extraordinary things. And uh, our private sector will always be the heartbeat of this country. And if that ever changes, uh, we'll, we'll lose something that's uniquely American for sure. And I think as long as uh, Americans are fulfilling a need and there's a supply and demand and there's a demand there, Americans will step in there and do a great job. I, I think, uh, uh, and I think uh, deregulating, I think after this moment in time to get people back to work, there's gonna be more deregulating than ever before in order to free things up in order for people to get back into step. And, uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how that unfolds in the next couple of months. Um, well, think about, think about what you just said, Thomas, deregulating to get people back to work. Are people going to want to go back and do the same thing, live the same way they did before? Well, it's like, I, I it's like, it's like, so. it's like your, but your, <laughs> but your one, two, three shifts a perspective. Um, it's like, if I do your one, two, three, that means I'm looking at things with a fresh pair of eyes and with my fresh pair of eyes, I'll be able to adapt or change because that would be the way that I could feed myself or my family, not get stuck in the idea. Oh, boo hoo. I can't, I can't do the same old job I always had. I, I, I'm going to have to take it upon myself to be more attuned to my environment. And if I'm actually moving that way, you'll see, uh, entire communities of people start making better decisions. So it's 2020. That is such an <laughs> ironic year. 2020. Can we clear see vision. 2020? Do we have clear vision? Do we see right now in this moment and now and now and now as Eckhart Tolle has taught us, now is the only moment there is. And yeah. And the other piece I wanted to say is that there are some who cannot live from those three principles, whose mental wellness is so off balance now that those of us who, who do feel stronger and do find our root, our groundedness, it's for us to reach out and see how else we can give. Haber. I don't even know how to preface her other than just a global leader, leader of TEDx Vale. An incredible human being and giving back here on planet Earth. And a, and a great window <laughs> into the world. Thanks for joining us on KLBP 99.1 FM Long Beach. Thank you, Kat. Bye-bye, guys. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Have a good evening. Thank you. Ciao. <laughs> you are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani.